welcome to the At Ramsey Heights podcast, your source for all of our audio messages at Ramsey Heights Baptist Church in Batesville, Arkansas. This is Pastor Brian Coates, and I hope this encouragement from God's Word connects with you and helps guide you through your next steps on your journey with God. Enjoy today's message. Well, again, good morning. You may be probably out there wondering right now, what's he doing up there? Yeah, I am too. <clears throat> it uh, God has for some time uh, been laying on my heart some things and things that I would like to share with y'all. And uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with this, uh, ever had this happen to you, but uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was, uh, I was talking with someone and you know how you have those moments where you're thinking something and it comes out and before it comes out you're like oh I wish I hadn't said that well that happened and I said something to somebody and you know it was just it was inevitable because uh, God's really been working on me and and it's amazing what he has shown me in my journey what he has had me feel in my journey and it's so incredible that I'm going to share it with you. And of course, you know, um, that had happened a few weeks ago. So as this week played out, um, you know, Brother Brian was scheduled to be off and, and uh, the deacons, uh, our deacons had, had things worked out. Uh, there was going to be some devotionals and I was just focused on my bridge group. Uh, but lo and behold, sickness comes about and one thing led to another, another one being out of town. Uh, it was becoming rather evident by Wednesday of this last, this three days ago, four days ago. And I was in a group text with the deacons and the pastor and it was becoming real evident that it was to me. It was time. God had laid this on my heart and it was time to do it. And that scared me to death. And it still somewhat scares me to death. And that's scary. And these, these people, uh, I want you to know that there was a scramble. Uh, these four uh, specials were at my request. I said, get as many as you can. I don't know how long I can talk. And, you know, I don't even know if I can talk. I've never done this. I've never been up here like this uh, this is all new to me I shamefully say but it is uh, my journey just started seven years ago here at Ramsey Heights but in that time what I've seen and felt is simply amazing and I got to share that with you So as this week went on, you know, by Wednesday, you know, I'm getting this text and trying to work. Um, when I was reading the text, I'll never forget as it was, I knew, I knew where this was headed. You know, it's like, okay, think of something else they could try. So I knew, I knew it was coming and I, I started panic. I had this uh, anxiety fit. I mean, it had come over me and I thought, oh no, oh no, I can't do this, I can't do this. I felt like I could not breathe. And I don't know if y'all have ever felt any of that, but it was, it was real. 
So I thought, I got to get by the house. I got to, what I always turn to is my wife. You know, Kim, she's my rock. So I thought, I got to get by there. I've, you know, I just, yeah, I can't breathe. That's all I can think of. I, I feel like I can't breathe. So I got home. Yeah, I had my phone. I had the text up. And I, I went in there and... Remember, I, I, I'm really, I'm feeling like I can't breathe, so I'm like, <gasps> so I just laid it in front of her, and I think I just got out the words, read this. Kind of like, <gasps> read this. She's reading it. I'm panicking. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't even know what to say. And all she did was a notice. She read it. Meanwhile, remember, I'm over here. I'm thinking, I feel like I'm turning blue. I don't know if you can feel like you're blue, but I felt like I was blue. I could not breathe. I, I didn't know what to do. And she leaves the room. I'm like, where'd she go? I'm kind of in a need here. I'm panicking. So I, I shifted around. I noticed she went down in our den and I hope she don't mind me telling all this, but I'm going to. Um, she was on her knees. She had went immediately to God the Father. And it dawned on me right then, you know, I'm panicking. I've been panicking for like a bunch of minutes. And I'm telling you, I had to be blue. I felt blue. So I'm trying to draw a breath and it just hit me, you know, God's telling me, just turn to me. You know, I got this. So again, God shows me through my, my wife, uh, my rock, what Jared should do. So Jared did. Jared immediately went to God the Father too. And I'm so glad I did. So I turned to him. I said, God, I can't do this. I know what you're wanting me to do. I know what you're needing me to do. But I can't do this. Instantly, uh, it's y'all. It's amazing. I am not kidding. Instantly, he gave me relief. He did. He. It, it's. It's crazy, and I've found this time and time again. You know, this didn't start out when, when I rolled in here and I give my life to Christ and poof. All right, I start feeling all this stuff. It's been a journey, and it's been an amazing journey. And it's such an amazing journey that it gets me to the point where I can't wait to see what tomorrow holds. That's the truth. So I'm praying, you know, God, I'm here. Use me. And it was really weird because that Wednesday, this last Wednesday, I went from totally freaking out, feeling blue, couldn't breathe, to I felt calm. I thought, okay, maybe I can do this. And Kim, uh, you know, we, she comes back and she's like, well, how you feel? I said, better. I can go back to work. So I did. Um, so from that point, I just, I thought it profound. I thought, you know, that's the first thing I'm going to tell them. It's just that moment of just another example of how God truly works through you and, and can work through you, how he works through me, what he has brought me to do. 
And so in today, I'm going to uh, uh, hope to share with you my story of things I have found, things I have found important, um, things that have led me to a better walk with Christ. I know this, that when he told me, just seek me, I'm going to say that a lot today, I hope that that's all we need to do is just seek him every day with everything we got. It's that important. So as my journey uh, continued, you, many here have heard me say that a lot. Uh, if you're in class uh, around me, I say that a lot because it's important to me. But I'm, a, I'm the type of guy where I like visual pictures and I like to see things and the more you can describe something with a visual picture, okay, I can go along with that. So in this journey, I think it's imperative for all of us to know that first and foremost, what you've got to realize, besides we're all broken, we all need him, which is certainly true. But the heart of God, how much he loves you, how much he loves me. I know I, I have a verse here, 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. He loves us so much that he calls us his children. Now, I know to everybody, maybe that don't mean a whole lot, but to people that have had children, I know I didn't know I could love like I love my kids. And I'm sure you all feel that way. You would do anything for your kids. When they popped into this world, you never forget that feeling, how it makes you feel. You love them with all you have. I know I do. So for God to point out in his word that he loves us in that manner, that tells me, you know, it's that visual picture I need. It, it gives me something I can grab hold of on how much he loves us. He calls me his child. To me, that's profound because my children mean that to me. I'm his son. You're a daughter. It's amazing. As a parent, we see the, and we feel the love that we have for our children. So if you think about it, the love God has for us, that much more. <clears throat> when our children come, we, we love them so much, we even are silly about it. You know, they're little spitballs. We're like, oh, is that not the perfect little spitball? It's just, she's perfect. That's how much we love them. That's how much he loves us. First John chapter four, verses nine, he tells us, uh, John tells us by this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Now here he's telling us he loves us so much that, you know, those children we talked about, the love we have for them, God loves us so much. He sent his son to die for us. You think about that. If somebody told you after you had these children whom you love with all you have, that you know that if you would uh, just give us that child and let us torture him, spit on him, 
make fun of him and then kill him to save the rest of the world I don't know that I could have done that I don't think you could have done that I think the only one that could do that is our God Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 through 6 and what I'm trying to do here is I've laid out a few verses that are just near and dear to me that just kind of illustrate to me and I want to share with you that the importance of grasping this word the importance of understanding what God is what you mean to him what he's done for you digging into his word it starts with prayer we know that we know it starts with prayer and then you dig into this word Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 through 6 just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. He's saying here, he chose us before he even made the world. He chose us. You see, according to God's word, and it is wonderful, example after example of the love God has for us. As I have studied, uh, he has inspired me. He has asked me, he's led me to study like no other. And I do that. And it's, I feel it. I see it. It's amazing. I, I dig in. As I studied his word and saw the love he had for us, it inspired me. It motivated me. It made me feel special. But I'm not special. I'm not. But I am a child of God. So because of that, and because of digging into his word and understanding just how much he loves you and you and me, that makes me feel like I must love him back an equally amount with all I have because that's how much he loves us. So as I continue in my journeys, and it is a wonderful journey, as I said a minute ago, there's a few things I learned right off the bat. You know, when I came here in 2016, right after my dad died, it, God had been working on me. And I came, I visited. There was a few things that scared me to death so I'm going to share them with you because I feel like you've probably been through those same feelings you know when I came here <laughs> brother Aaron Maxwell was our pastor and he was very instrumental in starting my journey with Christ and I was I was always so scared that I knew when I come, I said, he's going to call on me to pray. I know he's going to call on me to pray. Everybody calls on me to pray. And he'd look at me, and sure enough, he'd call on me to pray. I didn't know how to pray, so I practiced. Because I knew 
I needed to do this. I needed to learn how to do this. I needed to let God show me how to do this. So I started praying. And wow, okay. And if you think about it, it makes perfectly good sense. I mean, if you're going to have a, a relationship with anybody, anybody, anybody in the world, uh, if you're going to have a relationship, spouse, child, you got to communicate. I mean, you got to talk to them. If, if there's somebody in, in your life that you never, ever talked to, you're not going to have a relationship with them. So first and foremost, to have a relationship with God Almighty, you got to talk to him. So I figured that out. I thought, okay, just like I did Wednesday when I thought, I'm fixing to kill over. I really thought that. So I learned how to pray. And I just said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Show me. He will. Another thing that I used for an excuse, you made too. I thought it was a real excuse, and it was when I started this journey with Christ. I saw real quick it was imperative that I figure out what this is. The problem is I would read it. I didn't understand none of that. And I told people, I said, I don't get what this is saying. I don't, these words are strange and the sentence structure, whole nine yards. I was lost. I thought, I can't do this. I can't figure out what this Bible says and you're telling me I got to learn it? Well, again, as I began praying and trusting in prayer over and over, I asked God, show me this book. Show me what's in there. I cannot make heads or tails out of it. He did. God will lead you. God will lead you where you need to go. He'll lead you to the versions that work for you. He'll lead you to the Bible studies. God will lead you. Don't know where your journey will take you, but he'll lead you there. So don't let those two things, which I think are prominent in a lot of people's lives. They're two real things. I mean, that's a hard book to read, especially when you open it for the first time. Pray, I mean, what do I say? You just start talking. He's listening. God showed me through my journey how to grow in Christ. It's very important. First Timothy chapter four, verses fifteen through sixteen. I'd like to read those to you. And they say, Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Think about that. Verse 16, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and everybody that hears you. Wow. It's right here in God's word. All we got to do is dig in. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. You will save both yourself and everybody that hears you. When we look at our guide to life, and that's what I call this, where we, you know, this is the guide to life. This should be never far from you. I've got six or seven of them on my phone. This is actually my dad's. I got it out of my safe today. First time in a long time. 
When we look at our guide to life, guide to being a followers of Christ, it tells us to give ourselves entirely to God's Word. That brings growth. That brings the feelings that I feel that you can feel, and it's amazing. Throughout our, uh, we have some wonderful Bible studies here. Uh, we have some Sunday, uh, we call them bridge crew groups. Uh, others call it Sunday school. We have Wednesday night soap studies that we do. And, and we've had some, uh, some uh, previous studies in Romans. And it's been a while ago, but we had some really good discussions. And in Romans, Paul brings out to us the fact that each and every day inside of us, there's a battle. Well, let me clarify that. There's a battle if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because, see, we have this spirit in us. Now, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got that's all you got. You just got the spirit. It's our body. It's our bones. It's us. But then when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we know that the, we, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And it indwells within us. And it's always with us. So now you got two spirits. Hopefully you all got two spirits. But while Paul tells us that even once you accept, your, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you become a child of God, you're still wrapped in this body. This body is still sinful. It's still cursed. It's still wretched. So we've got this dilemma. We've got these two spirits inside of us. And Paul tells us each and every day, these spirits battle. They do, they do war. They're fighting for you. Because that spirit, that body, that Paul refers to it in Romans as carnal, fleshly, the worldly spirit. It wants to not let go of you. But this Holy Spirit that now indwells in you, God himself, it wants you. So there's a battle. And we even, we even took a step further in class. And uh, you'll hear us, maybe a few of us that are in there uh, say this occasionally. But I liken it to houseplants. Because my wife has got a green thumb like no other. So we have lots of beautiful houseplants. And we, we joked, you know, that, that this battle. And, and Paul tells us that this battle that's going on. I mean, who do you think is going to win? The one you feed, the one you strengthen, the one you make stronger, right? Makes sense. So back to the houseplants. We compared it to houseplants, okay? You got a houseplant over here. Pretty little plant. It's, it's you. It's your body. It's the world. It's the flesh. It's the carnal. And now you've given your life to Christ. You have the Holy Spirit. So now you have this houseplant in this pot. Now, what we do know, know that through, as Paul tells us in Romans, we got to grow these plants. Of course, we don't want this plant to grow because this is the worldly stuff. We know what this gives us. We've been there and we don't want to be there. But this, this plant, this, the Holy Spirit, it, it offers us everything. But what we got to do is we got to determine which one are we going to water. Because if you water this one, it's going to grow. If you water this one, it's going to grow. They got to get watered or none of them's going to grow. So we talk about a lot, which pot are you watering? Because I'm telling you now, you're watering a pot 
every day every day whether you think about it or not you're watering a pot big question is are you watering this pot Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 he goes on to tell us therefore leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ so see once we accept Christ as our Savior we're in the elementary stage we're at the beginning uh, later in here it's referred to as a babe a baby in Christ let us go on to perfection so see there's a place we can go and it's on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment you see it, it, it tells us here that as we abound our love grows as we water that pot and not this pot we actually gain abilities Hebrews chapter 5 verses 13 through 14 for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe there's that reference to a babe verse 14 but solid food belongs to those who are full age that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil here's that ability that it gives you when you're watering this pot as he grows you now as you dig into his word you can discern between good and evil how much do we need that today i know you see what's going on out there i see it the world's nuts there's so much evil not as much good all the more reason that we should grow in Christ water in this pot so that we have the ability to discern between good and evil you got to know you got to know which one you're dealing with I got an Old Testament uh, verse here for you Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 a wise man will increase learning and a man of understanding will obtain wise counsel Romans that book that wonderful book amazing book learn that book Paul he wrote to the church in Rome chapter 12 verse 2 and do not be conformed to this world don't be conformed to that pot but be transformed by the renewing of your mind by watering that pot that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God as I have traveled this journey and it has been an amazing journey and I've loved every second of it I'm not just up here saying this stuff y'all I'm saying this to y'all because I love y'all dearly and I want you to feel this it's amazing I started this journey thank the good Lord by placing my trust and faith in Jesus accepting him as my Lord and Savior it only took me 47 years y'all I'm a little slow God has moved me 
to grow, to water that pot, to dive into this, to pray like I have never prayed before and now it's just natural. It's all because of that growth that I stand here before you. I'm up here. Imagine that. Come Wednesday, I was like, mm-mm, I ain't gonna be up there. This world, the things going on in it, I know you see it. I mentioned it a while ago. I mean, you see people plumb mad because they can't kill babies. And our babies are growing up in this world. All the more reason. We know who it is. We know what it is. It's Satan. All the more reason to embrace God. To seek him. To grow in Christ. To be able to discern good and evil. And to feel what he is so wanting you to feel in this troubled world. And it is amazing. So, as I wrap this up, well, y'all did good. Y'all ready to go eat? I just want to say a couple more things. Um, I feel like I have to. But I'm going to. If you're here today, because I feel certain after last Wednesday, I know for without a doubt there was nothing going to happen to me. I was going to be here today. God was going to see to it that I was here today. I feel like he placed me here today to say these words to you. And I feel like somebody out here, he placed you here today. He put you in that seat to hear me today because he wanted you to hear it. I feel certain for that. So I'm gonna remind you that if you're someone out there that has placed your trust in Jesus, you're a child of God. You've heard me say what I feel and what I felt and how he's worked in my life, but yet you're saying, if I'm honest, I really hadn't felt that. Well, you know, maybe I hadn't felt that either. Seek him. Seek him. That's why I'm here. I'm telling you, seek him. Do these things. And if you are here and you've never, you've never felt that love, I'm telling you, it's incredible. Seek him. Reach out. Place your trust in him today. January 1, 2023. Can y'all believe that? First day of the year. Perfect day to do it. If you don't know what to do, reach out. Brother Brian, reach out to Brother Brian. Our deacons, reach out to me. But reach out. Seek him. And I thank y'all for letting me share this word with you. I thank y'all for allowing me this. Um, we felt good. And uh, we want to be in, uh, Brother Brian will be back next uh, Wednesday. We'll have a wonderful soap study Wednesday night. If you don't come, hadn't came, come. Six o'clock. It's amazing study. And we're just going to keep watering that pot, y'all. Come. Water that pot with us. Brother Scott uh, does an amazing job with our youth. We have a wonderful youth group that has grown it's just, it's beautiful to see them kids running through here on Wednesday nights. It's come, come see us. Let's start watering them pots. It's important, y'all. Our kids need it. And this, this world, it's a wacko. We need God. We do need God.